0: Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. I can't get near you. The, whip. the future.
1: Basically, I've been looking into uh, how climate change is going to affect the way that we're managing our water right now.
0: Future intern, Carolyn Askins.
1: Over the next century, there's going to be. A significant increase in droughts in the United States which means that areas that previously never had to worry about water is it's going to become a pretty big concern for them so I was basically looking into what different attitudes are towards managing water if we're in a good situation what's working and what doesn't
0: what's working what's not working
1: the problem is that there doesn't seem to be a universal formula for managing water really responsibly in a way that like guarantees that people are going to have like this long term security in, in their towns because on a local level, federal funding has been decreasing for a long amount of time. And, you know, dealing with dealing with water infrastructure, you know, sometimes you have to deal with, you know, pollution issues or like a water main break and day to day life. But then when you're thinking about the long term in terms of climate and whether you're planning planning for an extreme drought, planning for depletion over a long period of time. It's just not on a lot of people's radar.
0: So, like, what are the big consequences here? Right now, I turn on my tap mm-hmm. and water comes out of it.
1: I think it's important to keep in mind how drought-vulnerable your area is. And it ends up that a lot of the United States is very vulnerable to droughts, and it's going to be increasing you know, more and more spreading across more and more areas. Like Um, what was
0: happening in California, right?
1: Right, exactly.
0: The state of California is resorting to drastic measures
1: tonight to combat its severe drought. The governor ordering the strictest crackdown on water use in the state's history That means big sacrifices for tens of millions of people. Tens of millions of people. Tens of millions of people. So the problem with California is that, you know, you assume that because water comes out of your tap that there's no problems. But it ends up that before the drought happened, they actually didn't have any regulations for, for groundwater. So that's a huge source of public water, and they weren't regulating it At all, whatsoever. So it was being, you know, not managed on a long-term basis. And then suddenly this drought hits, their water stores are being depleted, and it it just wasn't being managed responsibly, and people clearly paid a physical and psychological toll on that. I mean, a lack of water, that's... that's that's underlying anything that you do and you know you can also look to a place like cape town as another as another pretty extreme scenario on just the toll that it takes on a city when you can't when you can't rely on a The most basic necessity there is, you know.
0: What happened in Cape Town?
1: So back in January, um, the city announced that they basically had 90 days left until the city would run out of water completely.
0: Climate science tells us that as the Earth's atmosphere warms, droughts are becoming more frequent and lasting longer. In 2018, it's Cape Town, South Africa in the news. Now in its third year of drought, Cape Town is preparing for the day when it just might have no water at all.
1: The city took these super extreme measures and uh, to curb water use, and they've been able to sort of push back that date further and further. But the quality of life there has kind of gone down the toilet. Motherboard reported that there's this database where people can publicly look and see how much water their neighbors are using, and it's kind of like this public shaming tool. There's signs and propaganda everywhere. There's People are literally just praying in public, just wishing for water to come back. I think there's like a 13-gallon limit, and the average like U.S. American adult will go through like 80 gallons of water a day.
0: The big thread that I'm noticing here is like this all seems to be like a lot of fault lines here, but especially like on like a government like infrastructure fault. Right. So like what are some ways that like we as listeners, we as citizens can make sure that people, decades, centuries down the line, like have enough water?
1: Obviously, on an individual level, it's easy to say, oh, you should just be more responsible about your water. But that's ultimately, it more comes down to the people that you're electing to represent you and how seriously they're taking climate change and water allocation. Because if you're focused on sort of privatizing your state's water industry and selling off those resources to help other people manage them, then that's going to drive up your water utility bill, and there's no guarantee it's going to get managed as well as it would if the state were to be looking after it. I mean, there's certain systems where that works well. Like Texas has this uh, private-public, you know, relationship, and their water utilities are actually pretty low compared to other areas across the country. Hmm it's difficult other than participating in your democracy to say do this and we'll be safe over the next couple of centuries because a lot of this just has to do with shared resources and governance that people just don't interact with don't think about it comes down to just the inherent difficulty of planning for the future and mm-hmm. To a certain point, you have to you have to cut representatives some slack. It's, I mean it's it's difficult to deal with day to day problems to to make a city run to just make sure water's coming out of the tap every day. Um, but if you're not considering these these long term effects, then you're doing your people a disservice.
0: That was future Intern, Carolyn Askins. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James C. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James T. Green. See you later.